On this week's episode, we welcome back attorney Benjamin Crump. Many of us saw the Oprah Winfrey made movie about Henrietta Lacks. What we don't always realize is that the movie doesn't tell the entire story. You know, when you think about 365 days a year, the little that anyone can capture about your life, there is so much that we don't know, and today's edition is all about Henrietta Lacks and the miraculous gift that she continues to give to save lives all over the world. We're so thrilled that her grandson, um, the son of Lawrence Lacks, Henrietta's son, uh, is joining us today to discuss his grandmother and also attorney Ben Crump, who represents the family in the lawsuit. Thank you both for joining us today. Um, Ron, um, wow, to come from such a rich DNA. Yes. Talk about that history and your grandmother. It's really amazing. Um, I'm on the shoulders of my ancestors, Henrietta, uh, all of her children that's passed away. The only one left is my dad, and it's a great honor to uh, uh, take the mantle from him and move this forward to change the narrative about my family. What narrative are you trying to move forward? I want to change what they thought of Henrietta and her family. I mean, as a kid growing up, walking past that iconic picture of my grandmother, I never seen a poor black farmer in that picture. So that was strange to me when they kept calling her a poor black farmer, which was so far from the truth. That's what I explained in my book, Henrietta Lacks, The Untold Story. You know, uh, you're talking about Rebecca Smoot's book. Correct. And she also said that your mother was illiterate. Correct. Could barely write. Correct. And I signed her name. What are the facts versus the fiction? It's, it's several this in there that I had to change that image of not only Henrietta, but my family. You know, even in the, uh, the movie, uh, my mother wouldn't let my dad come nowhere near the stove. But let's just get that straight right off the bat, right? So it was just, uh, just the little things that my father asked her to change, and uh, she refused to. You know, Attorney Crump, for the, for, tell about, no, no, before we get there, um, talk to our national audience and our global audience around the world who may be hearing the name Henrietta Lacks for the very first time. Tell her remarkable story and why her name is so important and why it still matters and will always matter. Yes, Armstrong, and thank you for letting us talk to people around the world about Henrietta Lacks on what would have been her 102nd birthday today. Uh, this amazing woman, this amazing black woman, pretty much changed the world as we know it when her cells were stolen out of her body. They were trying to find if cells could live outside the body, and they were using black people as guinea pigs at John Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore, Maryland. And they had tried for years to see if they could find somebody whose cells would regenerate. And Henrietta had cancer, went in for treatment, 
uh, this young mother who was educated, who was beautiful, and they butchered her and took her cells and miraculously her cells regenerated outside of the human body and her cells regenerates every 24 hours, even to this day, 70 years later, and every pharmaceutical company in the world who have made advancements in medicine have done it using the genetic makeup of Ron's grandmother. It's so profound when you think about the research and cancer, the research and AIDS, the research and PMV, the research and COVID. All these vaccinations came from the use of Henrietta Lacks cells. And so it's safe to say, Armstrong Williams, everybody should know Henrietta Lacks name because if you got a vaccination in the last 50 years, then you got a little Henrietta Lacks in you. You know, it is, it is amazing that she was no more than treated like an animal during that time. She was not a human being. You've got to put in perspective where we are, were during this time in our history. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't see her value. They did not see her genius. They did not see that gift that God had put inside her that would regenerate and heal people and cure people for decades and generations and generations to come. And so what we are here today, because so many people have benefited and made billions and billions all around the world. Everybody has benefited except her family, except her descendants. And so we should have this broadcast today because there's a new term, medical racism. Yes. Tell us in our audience what this medical racism is. Yeah, medical racism, like many of the other racisms that existed in American history, have yet to be addressed. Uh, and hopefully with this landmark case, it will set a precedent, Armstrong Williams, for finally having America to acknowledge the medical racism like what happened to Henrietta Lacks and many others at the hands of John Hopkins Hospital, but also the black men who were the victims of the Tuskegee syphilis experiment that was done by the Army Corps, uh, and they injected them with syphilis and refused to give them treatment. The men didn't know why they were having such pain and agony and end up many of them dying. Even though they had a vaccine for syphilis, they were just using these black men as guinea pigs. And then you think about uh, the black women in the state of Mississippi, people like Fannie Lou Hamer, the famous civil rights activist who was sterilized in her 20s as many black women in Mississippi when they simply went to the hospital for a routine checkup. The doctors experimented with them. And then you have the black soldiers in World War II in the Korean War that they tested with faulty gas masks to see the effects of tear gas on the respiratory system. And all of this was done in the name of science, but they had black human beings being victimized and killed in many instances at the name of medicine because our lives were irrelevant, and insignificant, inferior, didn't matter. But we're here to say with this lawsuit with Henrietta Lacks, that she did matter, 
that black people did matter in America. We have to recognize the injustices done, and I do believe it starts with Henrietta Lacks. Ron, as we were going out the break, I could tell you had something you wanted to say. Yes, I Go did. Ahead. I just want to elaborate on what Ben was saying about John Hopkins. My grandfather told the story. That's why I put it in, in my book, Henry Lacks' Untold Story, right? Um, when they took Henrietta to John Hopkins, you know, John Hopkins was known rumor that uh, uh, don't walk past John Hopkins at night. That, that was a known rumor in Baltimore. Yeah. If you were black. Yeah, if you were black, yes. So when the doctor from Turner Station told my uh, family that they had to take Henrietta to John Hopkins, which was a segregated at the time. Uh, they were skeptical. So when they took Henrietta and seen all these white doctors in her room, they knew something was wrong. Because mainly you might get one doctor in there, if, if, if any. It wasn't no more than that. But uh, my grandfather and him seen all this attention that they was paying to uh, Henrietta. And come to find out years later, uh, we know why. So, you know, I just wanted to share that story with everybody that can you my grandfather. Can you tell about the pain that she endured oh, and the things? That was the hardest part of telling this story. Um, my dad, he, he, wouldn't, he would never speak about his mother growing up. Uh, you ask him, he would, wouldn't, wouldn't want to talk about it. But when uh, uh, Rebecca Scoot came out with her book and all these inconsistencies in her, in her book, he, uh, he knew that he had to tell his side of the story. He said, son, you're going to have to tell this story for me because I'm getting too old now, so I need you to step forward. I'm going to give you the details. But it's, you know, it hurt my dad deeply because imagine him watching his mother to deteriorate from nothing. Uh, his father worked at Bethlehem Steel and he had to watch the children because he was the oldest, he was 16 at the time. So he was watching the children and taking care of Henrietta and they inserted a radiation bar in her. And my family was always skeptical whether it was a radiation or the cancer that killed her, you know, because uh, what they were saying, scientists were saying that her cells was fighting the cancer. So we was kind of confused about that at the time. Yeah, and Armstrong, where many believe they didn't do anything to address the cancer, they were just trying to experiment with her. And so she died a very painful death. I mean, you think of the gift she gave the world, but at what sacrifice? But you know, um, Anyone who knows anything about faith and how the hand of God works, you know she was a miracle. She was a gift. She was. She was special. And no matter how they botched her, cut her up, decapitated, they could not take away the gift that God was giving through her to the rest of the world. Talk about the number of people that exist that has ever possessed that kind of gift. But God chose her temple, her body, yeah. to carry forth Can I this miraculousness. Yeah. Can I tell them the story, Ben? Please, and then I'll address. The miracle. I went to Hitchcock, Texas, and one in the congregation, one person knew Mr. Crump. And he said, look, I would like to get you a touch with Ben. He said, okay. I said, sure. Two weeks went by, you know, I hadn't heard from him, and me and my wife sitting at the table, and the phone rang, and, you know, 
I hit the, and put it on speaker. And his voice said, hey, this is Ben. I said, I ain't going to tell you what I said, but I hung up, right? Because <laughs> I thought it was a prank. And my wife said, uh, Ronnie, I think that was Ben. <laughs> so I'm sitting there holding my hood, and she, she called back. Luckily, I answered the phone, and uh, I apologize, and we joke about that right to this day. <laughs> and, and what's so funny about that is because his father had for years tried to say that this is unjust. Everybody is getting billions and billions of dollars from our mother's sales, but yet our family hasn't received one cent. Not one red cent. So Armstrong, what attorney Chris Seeger and I did was file the lawsuit for unjust enrichment because it's this theory that you can't benefit from a, a crime or a wrongdoing. And nobody can say this wasn't a crime, what they did to Henrietta Lacks. And when you think about this intellectual property as we would define it in the law, her genetic makeup, well, why can't this black family benefit from the intellectual gift that their mother produced, just like Henry Ford's great-grandchildren continues to benefit from it. Bill Gates' children will benefit from it. Mary Kate Ash's children will benefit from what they gave the world. So we say that this black family of Henrietta Lacks should be able to benefit from her miraculous sales that every pharmaceutical corporation in the world has made billions upon billions of dollars. You know what is so stunning is that uh, it is alleged that Ms. Smoot, who wrote the book, she gets millions and millions of dollars set up through a foundation and the family has to come to her just to get a $10,000 grant where she benefits, wrote the movie, and she benefits, and the family has to come with hands out. Now tell me if my narrative is incorrect, because I stand to be corrected. Is it true or false? That is true. There you go. Just, it's just outrageous, actually. And a one-time $10,000. One-time $10,000. That was it. Move on. How can that happen in America, Attorney Smoot? I'm calling you Smoot. No, Crump. How can that happen? Well, I, I don't know all the reasons behind that, but I do know what we endeavor to do is to let this black family well, well, be well, able well, to Well, whether you want to it or not, because I know you're being a diplomat here, and I'm free. <laughs> I can say whatever I want to say. That is exploitation to the nth degree. Talk about the Mississippi appendectomy. Yeah. So, Fannie Lou Hamer, the sister who said the famous quote, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know, she, like many black women in the state of Mississippi, was butchered when they went for a routine uh, doctor's visit because they were participating in medical racism, not just in Baltimore, but all over America. And literally, Armstrong, hundreds of black women were sterilized, and they didn't even know it when they went to the hospital because they were experimenting in Mississippi. And so this is what we talk about when we say this medical racism where doctors said, in the name of science, we're gonna use these black men and women as guinea pigs. And 
they don't matter because they're beneath us. They're inferior to us. You no, know, it would seem to a thinking person today, we live in an environment where there seems to be such a sense of corporate responsibility of doing the right thing, doing the moral thing. And I, I think many people in the audience and watching the show around the country would find it shocking that these pharmaceutical companies or any other company would just not want to make their family whole out of respect to the fact of the gift that these corporations continue to benefit from in terms of billions of dollars. I mean, are they heartless? Are they not aware? It just seems like you would not need a lawsuit. If someone, if you just think about this, think about this. If you realize that someone has been given this gift for generations and generations, are you telling me it requires you to file a lawsuit for these corporations to do what is morally correct? What, what, am, what am I missing? And now, who are these corporations? Call their names. You're not every pharmaceutical corporation in the world. I mean, every Eli Lilly, Abbott, Johnson & Johnson, you name it. Every pharmaceutical company has used his grandmother's cells to do their medical research well, what is and create medicines that they reap untold fortunes. And well, what is their, what is their defense? Their defense is that, well, <laughs> We got them from John Hopkins. Uh, you know, they try to act like she doesn't even exist. They call it the healer cells because they don't want to acknowledge that it came from Henrietta Lacks. So they try to come up with names to not make them think that it was a human being that was butchered and killed to get these cells. And so they keep coming up with things. But when it first happened, they didn't even say Henrietta was black. They said Helen. Helen Lane. Helen Lane. They said it came from a white woman named Helen Lane because they said back then if people knew the sales came from a black woman, then they wouldn't want to use the sales, even though it was saving their lives. You're talking about the, the strength of racism in America. We have to deal with it. And so Armstrong, hopefully, hopefully, these companies will do the right thing finally by Henrietta Lacks. Finally, do right by Henrietta Lacks. Yeah. Well, well, why don't you, why don't you, in the little time that we have left, because I do believe that people can be ignorant, dumb, stupid, out of touch, and not realize the reality of a situation. So why don't you tell them what that right thing is? You know, it's, it's real simple. This legal theory of unjust enrichment says that the wrongdoers, Armstrong Williams, if you go commit a crime, if you go commit an injustice, and even though the statute of limitations has passed, the courts can acknowledge that wrongdoing and they can make a judicial determination that we're not going to let you continue to benefit from the wrongdoing without trying to make whole the victim, and the victims are Henrietta Lacks' family who lost their mother, who lost her guidance, her supervision, her love, all her children. I mean, she had, your youngest uh, uncle was one years old because mm -hmm. she, you know, had her baby. That's when they discovered the cancer, and then she went there, and that infant baby her daughter, all of them were infants, and their mother was stolen from them. And so 
This unjust enrichment cannot stand because a lie cannot live forever. We got to make these pharmaceutical companies finally do right by Henrietta Lacks because Henrietta Lacks' life matters. Black women lives matter. Ron? Yes, I would like to add one more. Statue of Limitations, that's what they went with. But her cells, uh, they generate every 24, couple, hours. 24 hours. So that resets that clock back. So they didn't have nothing on that one either. Attorney Lax, he's helping yeah. us out. <laughs> and I was just like, my grandmother's birthday, you know, one on the second birthday. This is her John Hancock. You know, it's, it's a beautiful signature that I got from John Hopkins' admission slip to show that my grandmother was uh, uh, able to read and write and sign her name. You know, in, in closing, you know, if you want to determine the character of anyone, just give them power and money. You know, people don't understand the blessings of doing the moral thing. There, th there are so many issues that should just be common sense to people. And you know, I just find it so hard to wrap myself around to believe that they can justify this behavior and trying to separate her from John Hopkins. Well, well that, but the, the question is, and the last question, has John Hopkins, have they done the right thing? Have they told them? Because they have the credibility. They have the credibility to say you cannot separate his grandmother from her gift. We will welcome John Hopkins uh, being proactive in this litigation, but they have not at this point. And Armstrong, you asked a profound question: How can they do this? Well, when they say that she, they didn't look at black people as human. They didn't look at us as uh, equal. But they're human period. now. Now they, we are now. now they say that, so will they go back and correct the sins of their fathers and mothers? We don't know because they haven't done it yet. Well, the only thing I can do, we can do, is protest, let our voices be heard, because this is clearly wrong. I mean, I don't need a lawyer to tell, to tell us that this is just clearly wrong and it's unjust, but in the end, righteousness will win. The truth will win and she and her family will get their children. Thank you for joining us on another episode.